Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the MFOB podcast. I'm recovering Ray Romano addict Caleb Lewis. As always, I am Bryce Polkinen. And I am your featured guest, no longer full member of this podcast, Bennett Stefanowitz. Featured guest? Yes. I am... I feel like I've almost lost my role. As far as I know, you demoted yourself. What happened, Bennett? Uh, I'm not confident in the story I prepared today for the eagle and the chicken. See, you gotta have the confidence. Mm. My story is very short, very bad, but I'm very excited. I couldn't really think of the best idea with mine, so I decided to just make it as deep of a cut as I could possibly do. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to see how it goes. Um, Again, so everyone who didn't necessarily listen last time, we found a fiver that said, I will chicken in the egg for you. And it was a (laughs) short story where he will chicken in the egg for you with a lifetime lesson and uh, up to one word. So today we're, we decided that we were going to chicken in the egg and chicken in the eagle. I've been saying it wrong this whole time. Yeah, I was going to say we're going to need to amend the record. Wow. Um, but we have our own stories and I'm very excited to play them for you. How many words do you guys have? Just so that we know, like multiplied by five, how many dollars would each of these stories cost someone to buy from us? Uh, let me see real quick. That's not it. Um, how do you do word count on Google Docs? I don't know. Hmm. Google's an enigma. Mine's 299. 407. Uh, I don't think mine's 407 long. I think I'm the middle of the two. Okay. I really want to end it off with mine because I feel like if we start with mine, people are just going to be disappointed. We got to reel them in first before I can disappoint them. Okay. <laughs> do you want to start or should I? Um, if you want to start, I'm excited to hear yours. Okay. <clears throat> this is the story of the chicken and the eagle. The chicken and the eagle had perched themselves at the edge of a canyon. It had been quite a while since they'd last talked, and they were enjoying catching up. Eventually, there was a lull in the conversation. This is when the chicken got a creative idea. He leaned in towards the eagle and said, I'd like to propose a challenge. This caught the eagle's attention Although they were no longer young competitors that they used to be in college, he still loved a good bet. Go on, the eagle said, ready for whatever the chicken was going to throw at him. I wager that I can beat you over to the other side of the canyon, the chicken said. Don't be stupid, thought the eagle out loud. You can't even fly more than ten feet, and this canyon is at least fifty feet across. The chicken just laughed off this remark from the eagle as if it was ridiculous. He was a very successful chicken, and there had never been anything that he hadn't been able to do without a little hard work. Anything you can do, I can do, said the chicken to the eagle. All I need is a good head start. The eagle was nervous about the wager, knowing his friend was not a very strong flyer. But there was a fierceness in the chicken's eye, and the eagle was no chicken, so he would not turn back from a challenge. Fine, said the eagle, you can have a five-second lead. The two backed up from the ledge, preparing themselves for a speedy takeoff. The chicken took off first, while the eagle waited his promised five seconds. He got a strong start, making it about halfway across the canyon before the eagle took flight. But in the end, it was not even a close race. The eagle speedily flew past his friend, screeching in typical eagle fashion the whole way. Meanwhile, the chicken began to falter. Flying was much harder than he had predicted it to be, and he had just been passed (laughs) by the eagle. (laughs) His wings began to fail him as he plummeted into the canyon. 
The chicken broke many bones when he hit the ground far beneath him and spent weeks in the hospital. Luckily, he was a Canadian citizen, so his health care was free. <laughs> After that, he never attempted to fly again. Well, that did have a good lifetime lesson. That's you should always live in Canada if you're going to be stupid. That was a great little political commentary yeah. you had there. Yeah. I loved it. I feel like there are other meanings, too, no. that I didn't make quite as near the center of I, the story. Yeah, the Canadian one was just right in the center. It was the whole point of the story was to be a Canadian citizen. With a lot of the really fables, the idea is like you have to go digging for the moral a little bit, but by the end, you just kind of... You didn't force feed anybody, but you, you just offered it up. It's like, hey, here you go, take this. Just yeah. If your literature teacher asks you, what's the moral of this fable someday? Because we know this will be published in a major publication for students to read. Uh, just You just take that one right at the end. Live in Canada. Starting the bidding at $2,000. That's, uh, that's a deal because it's 407 words. Yeah. Mm. Get $35 off. Can we get into go. the Bryant Literary Review? <laughs> Maybe. My minor might help me with that. <laughs> All right, I think it's my turn. Um, I'm a little bit nervous, so I'm just going to go ahead and just say it. Uh, so the chicken's name is Franklin, and the eagle is named Black Eyed Peas. Um, <laughs> so our story begins on the top of Mount, Mush Mount Rushmore. My goodness. Don't ask me how the chicken got up there. He just did, okay? Um, oh, hello, Franklin says to Black Eyed Peas. Franklin looks a lot like late, great Richard Griffiths. Yes, that is the guy who played Uncle Vernon in the Harry Potter films. <laughs> Black Eyed Peas stares off in the distance. What is on your mind today, old friend? Franklin ponders. Well, first of all, it is very hurtful for you to call me old. Totally uncalled for. And if you really must know, I was hoping we could time travel today, Black Eyed Peas responded. Quite ticked off. Why, of course, good, frame, good friend, Franklin begins to hum. It still amazes me that you did not go back in time and save yourself from eating that expired yogurt we found last week. You truly are a mystery, black-eyed peas shouts. Franklin begins to cluck. No, Franklin, forward in time, not backwards, black-eyed peas screech. Franklin stops humming. You rat bastard, you should have told me that before I started. Franklin begins humming again. This time he lays an egg at the end. Did we do it? Are we in the future? Black Eyed Peas asks excitedly. Yes, it took a lot of effort, but I did it. We are in the future, Franklin says tiredly, eating his egg for fuel. <laughs> it does not look that different, Black Eyed Peas says. Yeah, that's because I only went five seconds in the future to piss you off. Franklin finishes off his delicious e egg, letting out a little burp. This is why no one likes you, Franklin, Black Eyed Peas says, giving Franklin a whack in the head before flying off. The end. <laughs> and, obviously, I know what the moral of that yes, story was. Yes, the lifelong was. lesson. But can you describe it to us? Can I? Well, it's the indescribable lesson of don't piss Franklin off, as he'll be a <laughs> Oh, he'll be a He'll not be a good guy. He'll, he'll be a bad egg. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a bad pun. Yeah. That was really bad. I enjoyed that story. Thank you, Brace. Plenty of symbolism. Yes, thank oh, you. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of symbolism. There's some also good dialogue going back and forth. I enjoyed that. Also, moral of the story, Richard Griffiths, Griffiths is dead. I didn't know that. He is. Yeah. Well, 
Uncle Vernon. He died in a... Well, no, he was very much a bad person. Well, Uncle Vernon was a bad person. We don't know if Richard Griffiths was, do we? That's true, but I don't know. I just don't... You know, that playing a role like that sticks with you. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people wanted to punch him. He's an extreme method life. actor. Maybe. That would be awful. Oh, my God. Okay. But I do hope he's resting well. He Thank you, Richard Griffiths. He locked his nephew underneath the stairs. Got a little shout-out in my story. And I don't have to pay you because you're dead. <laughs> Did you specifically choose the most famous fringe dead actor that you could find? <laughs> I did search on you on the internet. The most famous, like, people you didn't know died. Wow. <laughs> That's really sad. Okay. There was a couple, but he was my favorite. Should I now proceed to disappoint everybody? I'm excited to be appointed. <sighs> Why stop? Now. Oh, that hurt me in my heart. I'm just kidding. Okay. Okay. I'm proud of you, Benny. Thank you, Caleb. <laughs> You're about to lose all that pride. No, I won't. No Are matter you? what. <laughs> okay. The Eagle and the Chicken by Bennett Stefanowitz. Once ago, there was a family of eagles who nested upon a mountaintop. These eagles, being very large, required copious amounts of food every day. A local farm nearby supplied them with the majority of their daily requirements, and although they were a nuisance to the farmer, he could never be strong enough to fend off the family of eagles. One summer, the farmer got sick and was not able to tend to his plants as much as he normally would. The harvest come fall was very minimal, and after a few weeks, the eagles realized that there was no more food to be eaten. They scavenged the farmer's land looking for anything they might be able to bring back home. One of the children eagles found an egg-sized bean that he thought he could use as his meal for the day, brought back to the nest atop the mountain. Once he landed on the crest of the nest, the egg-sized bean fell from his grasp. He thought he had lost the bean, but lay resting between the branches of the nest. He did not know this. The next morning, after the eagles had their good night's rest, they heard peeping coming from below them. That egg-sized bean was no bean. It was a chicken. Not a baby chicken and egg. It was a full chicken. It functions very similarly to those like, foam animals that you get, where they're like in those capsules, you throw them in water, and they just turn into the full animal. I imagine that's how this works in this universe. The eagles were not sure what to do about this newcomer to the nest. Eating the chicken would be like a human eating a chimp. It was too close to cannibalism. Before they could decide what they wanted to do about the chicken, they heard a call from far away. It was Gandalf. Gandalf was heralding the giant eagles to help him and the other members of the Fellowship travel across the land. Because they owed a life debt to Gandalf, the eagles left it once. Out of pure instinct, the chicken flew with them. The eagles did not realize this at first. They carried the Fellowship across Mordor to their destination before realizing that their chicken friend was with them. They left it once to return the chicken back to the farm so that he wouldn't get hurt anymore. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why the Fellowship didn't just travel the full distance of the journey in the Lord of the Rings on the eagles' backs. That's the lifelong lesson? Yes. It's the biggest plot hole in one of the biggest cinema industries of all time. Why couldn't they just travel the full distance on the eagles' backs? So I did some research for this because, I mean, I was already pissed off about this before going into (laughs) this story. But I looked up the, uh, the specifics. Uh... They traveled 1,350 miles by foot from the start to the finish of Lord of the Rings. And that's not including going from the end back to the start. That's just from point A to point B. Nerds are amazing. (laughs) I love love that someone's done this math for us. It's so ridiculous. So they used the eagles for part of the journey, which made it infinitely easier. What do you think is ridiculous? The fact that they didn't go on the eagles or the fact that someone actually counted how many miles? I don't think it's ridiculous that somebody counted the miles. (laughs) That's that's 100% what I would expect. 
Oh. Uh, I think it's ridiculous that they didn't just fly the entire distance on the Eagles' backs because 1,350 miles, think about that. Like, these were three very long movies. They could have just completed the movie in, like, honest to God, one, like, two-hour-long but, feature. But those would have been very tired eagles. They might have been. But they, they would have been. You know how large those birds are. They look like they could fly some good distance. Maybe they take breaks along the way. And guess what? The movie is still probably now three hours, and it's still one movie and not three. What if the eagles from the movie is just a misadaptation from the book and the giant eagles were actually supposed to be the band the eagles oh who wrote hotel california i believe that's accurate now you're changing this for me no that's probably why they didn't write them because the eagles had to go to play a gig exactly so they drove off in their very big van they're on tour that's very okay Instead of flying on the Eagles' backs, they were just hopping on the tour bus <laughs> to their next location. And then they just had to part pass eventually. Exactly. Because the Eagles didn't have a gig booked on Mount Doom. Just to give you an idea of how much 1,350 miles is, that's the distance from L.A. to Austin, Texas. Oh, so it's a quick walk. Oh, yeah. A brief sojourn. Not Brisk. three movies. Brisk yog. Well... Did Thank I disappoint you. you? No, it was pretty no, good. Was, yeah. Thank you for that explanation. It feels like a giant eagle's been lifted off my shoulders. Ah, fantastic. All right. Are we going to our ideas now? I think we may. Bryce, pick a number one or two. Two. Okay. I forgot to pick a number. <laughs> <laughs> this is great audio. Okay, Caleb's one, Bryce is two, I'm three. Wait, uh, no, we can't ask somebody like, to pick a number. <laughs> All right, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, my business idea is almost in a way building off of what Bennett did last week by suggesting a video game. Uh, I am suggesting a almost modded version, kind of like how he switched out all the characters for presidents, but a completely different game, really, um, of the really popular shooters that have been going around lately. So the difference between this game... And those games is that this one is mandatory co-op and it's always going to be duos and one of the players is the gun. Mm. Mm. So okay. one player controls the running, the other one chooses when they fire. Yeah. Do they get to does the gun get to move? Like they get to move around and see where they're shooting? Do they aim? Yes, they do get to they get to move and they do get to choose part of their aim. The aiming is sort of you have to do it together. So would it be like whoever's moving like directs the body, but then the gun can like sort of move the hand? Yes, that's that's what I'm thinking. Okay, hmm. definitely an idea. Um, I don't really know. It I seems really... like a real concept, like not so much something that you'd bring onto a comedy podcast. It seems like a real game mechanic. We're becoming too successful, is what it sounds like it, you're saying. In my mind, it's 100% a cartoon gun. I don't know why. <laughs> well, I think it's because the gun has the ability to make its own conscious decisions. Oh, yeah, I, I bet that's what it is. It's sort of like Clippy. You know, you remember Clippy from uh, the, Microsoft yeah. Word? Are you suggesting yeah. that Clippy was controlled by some person no, who got I'm, to make no, their no, decisions? No, no, I'm very much not doing that. I don't want Clippy coming after me. I'm suggesting that this gun's going to have big, giant eyes that are creepy as heck. Yeah. And follow you around. <laughs> Uh, I would think he w- he would also have a mouth. 
Oh, yes. Well, isn't that the gun hole? No. Oh, okay. Where's the mouth? In my mind, the eyes and mouth were kind of levitating awesome. off of it. And it, <laughs> it sort of floated around wherever you wanted your energy to be. So you could almost turn around and look at your partner and give him some sass if you needed to. <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine what that would be. I can't... People are not able to work together in these games. There's no way yeah. that people wouldn't just self-sabotage. That's why I think this game would be so much fun, because oh, you yes. do get to sabotage someone else. Mm. And that's mainly why we all play video games, to ruin our friend's day. Mm. I think the that, real Yeah, purpose. that is why I play. I know my day is ruined anytime I go and play a game of FIFA and I just lose immediately. Yeah, we've all been there. We punch holes in our our walls, <laughs> and then tell our parents that we fell. <laughs> oh, that might be like the deepest cut you could make. Yeah, to explain that reference, I'm sorry, that's very personal. But we we have a friend who punched three holes in his wall, <laughs> and each time told his parents that he fell into the wall, creating the holes. Um. So now you're a part of our, our club. He knows who he is. Will he ever listen to this? I think he will. Okay. He listened to the last one. We're not going to mention him by name because we don't want to get people harassing him. Well, his parents? Probably not. Although they support us. Yeah, eventually they might. As long as we leave it unnamed, they'll never know. Thank you, unnamed friends, parents. We love you. Okay. Um, I'm Bennett. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Anyways, we're done introducing ourselves to people who might potentially someday listen to this podcast. Um, should we? Is there anything more that we could uncover with this idea? Or will there be VR? Ooh, it's the future. Virtual reality. For anyone who doesn't know what VR is, it's like wearing it's like wearing big technological glasses. That make you see inside the video game. If you're the gun and you have the VR goggles on, can you just turn around and say hi to your friend? I would think so, yeah. That's my my end goal, for a gun to be able to talk to his friend. <laughs> Perfect. Now, do you have to get into a gun position? <laughs> Ooh! Yes. I didn't think about <laughs> to this. To play this Arch. game, you do have to be laying on the floor and shaping yourself into a gun. Good. Or maybe squatting, depending on if the gun would be able to stand up on his butt. See, at this point, I would try, probably. I feel like I would rather be the human just because I don't like... I don't like getting in unnatural positions in order to play a video game. Well, that's part of the fun. It's also a yoga-themed video game. <gasps> Question. What? <laughs> no! <laughs> yoga? What? Yeah. To shoot the gun, you have to be able to do the yoga positions, obviously. I, is it like Guitar Hero where it just gives you like multiple poses you have to complete in order to be able to use it? Um, I was thinking more like um, We Fit. Mm. Yeah. Is there a little board? Yeah, there's going to be a little board, <laughs> awesome. but it's going to be human-sized. Okay. VR goggles and a oh, Wii then, Fit board. I can only imagine what that would look like. Huge Wii It's going to be a human-sized. It's going to be like a mattress. Is what I'm thinking. <laughs> now, my question is, if you're the gun, can you turn around and shoot your person? 
<laughs> um, yeah, but I'm going to think you're going to die right away if that happens. Yeah, you will die right away, but that doesn't matter. If the point of this game is to annoy your friend, shooting yeah. them immediately is going to do that. That might have to be edited out of the game at some point, because I feel like if you're just randomly pairing, there's going to be trolls who yeah. are the gun, and they're going to be like, <laughs> Maybe put a limit? Yeah, maybe. Or maybe we just don't let them turn around. You might just want to restrict it so it's like if you're playing just like on your own in the comfort of your own home, you can do it. If you're playing competitively, never. Yeah, that that is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Like, like in a, a casual playground. Setting. Yeah, playground. Yeah. Yeah, I think that could definitely work. No game ever has all the kinks worked out when they launch, so that's just no. kind of the thing you'd have to find out after you launch. Yeah. Can you shoot your friends? Can you not shoot your friends? It all comes down to personal preference, really, in the end. I've never done it in real life, but I'd love to do it. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I wouldn't try it in real life. Maybe if the person was being stupid, and like I told them to go towards one person, and they went towards somebody else, so I couldn't go for the person I was trying to get, then maybe I'd punish them a little bit. This is such a fantastic idea. I'd just like to remind our listeners, we have copyright on all of this. I recently found our podcast on iTunes. We have a copyright symbol next to it. So we legally own this. Take our idea, we will sue. I don't actually know how copyright works to a great extent, but I'll agree with you guys for now. Yeah. I think basically if what we do is if somebody follows through with this idea, we wait until it comes to fruition and they launch it and they make all their money and then we claim it afterwards so then we get all the money. Because if we claim it before they actually do it, they don't have any money to give us. They just have to cancel the project. If someone does want to make our ideas, though, certainly contact us because I'd be supporting. Yeah, we're willing to license our ideas for little to no cost. Yeah. But we just need your permission. Otherwise, to we will sue you for also, all of your money. We want to put an upper limit. There is also a upper limit of a lot of cost. That would be a personal fee for me. Some of our ideas are worse than others, though. This seemed like a pretty... Functional mechanic, though. Yeah. yeah. Fortnite, if you're listening, mm. let us know. Fortnite, we've mentioned you twice in a row now. Yeah, we deserve something. Give us that Fortnite heat. Can we get some? Can We're we putting you on a juice box. All, all I really want is a free t-shirt. I want them V-Bucks, except I'll never spend them because I am retired from the game. Top yeah. 10, retired, never going back. I want a free t-shirt that makes me look like I'm in the video game Fortnite. Hmm. I want a personal dance instructor. <laughs> you want to learn all the dances from the beautiful game? No, I don't want to learn the dances from the game. I want to know how to dance like Beauty and the Beast. You're just hoping Fortnite has those resources and can give it to you? Yes! When you say like Beauty and the Beast, I'm thinking, you know the scene where they slow dance? Yes, that's what I'm thinking about. Okay, so basically you want like a, a slow dance instructor. No, I want Beauty and the Beast dance instructor. It's very clear. Do you need to get a license from Disney if you're going to do that? No. I feel like Disney does rent out dance instructors. That just seems like a thing they do. Fortnite will buy one for for me. All right. You heard our demands, Fortnite. Crossing my arm, so I'm very serious. We will await your contact. All right. Should we go to the next idea? I think so. I'll switch up the order a little bit this time and hit you with mine if you'd like. 
Now, this one, I was trying to bring out a big hitter for today. Because it's our third episode. After this, we're going to try and share it as much as we can. Uh, so I, I'm really hoping this idea, we can build off of it. Uh, I am now on highlighting it on the dock. Uh, and it's having a Halloween Town style movie. But instead of being based on the holiday of Halloween, it's based around the 4th of July Independence Day. And keep in mind, I've never seen this movie in its entirety. You've never seen Halloween Town? So my what I think of Halloween Town mm-hmm. is that there's this magical place somewhere in the land that's always Halloween. And basically my idea for this is that it's 100% fireworks and barbecues and summertime okay. I, all year round. I would hate it because I think that fireworks are very overrated. And on top of that, talking to people is very scary. So having to be around my relatives constantly, not that I don't love my relatives, but constantly being around them, I would lose my mind. However, I do like this idea. I don't think it's as popular as Halloween. I think Halloween's a movie. Halloween Town's a movie because Halloween is very popular. Right? I'd say the 4th of July is a big selling point. I feel like Halloween releases movies almost yearly, though. And the 4th of July releases movies almost never. Yeah. Even though the movie Independence Day isn't about the 4th of July as a holiday. No. It's very much not. I don't think... People just don't get as excited about how 4th of July as they do for Halloween. Yeah, nobody goes out dressed up for 4th of July. People get psyched for Halloween. Well, this is my thing. I think Halloween's going to end in the next, like, 20 years. Oh. Well, not Halloween. I think trick-or-treating is going to end. Are you sure about That's that? That's bold. I'm making this claim now. On October 4th of 2018, 20 years from now, trick-or-treating will no longer exist. I just want to say to the people who do love Halloween, I disagree with this because I don't want to lose anyone because of this claim. However, it's a bold one. Price, you're retracking Bennett's claim (laughs) that that Halloween (laughs) is going to stop being a thing, but you were fine saying that you would shoot your friends? (laughs) I said I didn't want to, but... You thought about it for a a long time. Yeah, there was a big but. I'm not saying Halloween will end. I think kids will still go to school just in their costumes. They'll get their candy from there. I just think the concept of, like, kids going house to house just on their own for the most part is really just kind of dangerous. Like, imagine trick-or-treating didn't exist right now. And now imagine someone told you, hey, uh, you're my kid, and you're going to put on this costume, and we're going to walk around house to house and ask people for candy. My parents were there. I feel like that's fine. Yeah, I... But that's just, like, a lunatic concept. Like, I don't even know how Halloween got its start. How did that many people just suddenly agree, yeah, I'll have candy ready for kids who come to my house? That's a good question. Yeah, who's the first kid to knock on a door and be like, all right, give me your candy? <laughs> that was actually, yeah, that's a really good question. Do you think it's basically, like, they're, it wasn't quite ransom, but they're, like, trick-or-treat, and it's basically, if you don't give me what you Ooh, have, maybe. I will mess you up? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably where the phrase came from. It was started by also just very vicious people is what you're describing i think it was like teens and they weren't dressed in like fun costumes like thanos or thanos again uh they were just dressed as like these punks can you name a third costume can you name a third costume we didn't name two costumes okay costume one two costumes costume one 
Thanos. Costume two, Thanos again. Costume three, Thanos car. No. Uh, Thanos's glove hand. Mm. But without the glove. And you're not wearing the glove. You are the glove. What? You have the glove adjacent. (laughs) It's like a hat. Can you just wear, like, a glove on each hand, a glove on both feet, a glove on top of your head, and just be wearing, like, a gold morph suit? That just sounds like your glove, man. One of my favorite heroes. (laughs) I'm just saying Halloween was one of my favorite times. Like, I loved trading with little kids who are idiots in taking money from them taking not money candy the good candy they just don't understand the exchange rates they don't understand the exchange rates and you take advantage of that especially if they're under three years old because then they're really dumb bryce i think that's quite literally stealing candy from a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, their yeah. parents aren't around to defend their honor so what three-year-old did you rob don't worry about it <laughs> I'm not going down for this. They Sorry. made that expression about you, Bryce. I don't care. They can make whatever expression. I'm honored. Would you like to issue a public apology to this anonymous? No, girl? I have you candy. <laughs> na 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 boo boo. <laughs> Darwin's <laughs> Darwin's theory of evolution, I guess, is is what you're pointing out. Yes, I. <laughs> Bryce is just stronger than every three year old in existence. Yeah. I dare you to fight me, three-year-olds. Dare you. Could Bryce take down every three-year-old at once? No. Okay, how about... That's a lot of three-year-olds. How about 100 three-year-olds versus Bryce? I think I'd do 100. I feel like the three-year-olds wouldn't even know they're in a fight. Is this a, like, you knock them out, or is it a to-the-death situation? Oh my god, I wouldn't kill three-year-olds. Well, you're about to we've kill said your a friend. Lot of, we've said a lot about a, a bad stuff. I would not kill three-year-olds, especially not a hundred three-year-olds, So, Bryce, okay? are you going to win this fight? Oh my god. I, so, are you going to knock out this I'm three-year-old? Starting you're going to concuss the three-year-old? I'm starting to realize this is a really bad road that we're going down even if you win the fight you have lost because the gear you'll carry for the rest of your life no that's wrong because if i win the fight i'm a winner so (laughs) um let's talk about our favorite costumes we ever wore i have a couple good ones um one year me and my brother both dressed up as blue from blues clues Mm. one year i dressed up as ben franklin The funny thing is I've seen Bryce more recently wearing his Ben Franklin costume. Yeah, it's very small and I'm very large. It does not fit, but it's fun. Yeah. I don't know. What about you guys? Any any fun ones like that? As much as I wish that I had dressed up like a founding father, I can't say that I have. Um, What's a good one? One year I dressed up as Shaquille O'Neal. That's a good one. Which was... Me wearing a Shaquille O'Neal shirt, yeah. and then I also created a goatee on my face. Okay, so this is before Caleb could grow a massive goatee. Yeah, I was in middle school, I think, and I thought I was just the coolest guy around because I was the only one dressed up as Shaq. I'm very proud you did not go blackface. Well, I'm I very would, proud. I, would I know you would never. I know you would never, but I'm just happy that that didn't happen. Yeah, I think my personal favorite is tied between Buzz Lightyear mm-hmm. and also Obi Wan Kenobi. I feel like yeah, those are pretty. I was Darth Vader one year. I feel like every kid has yeah. had to be 
a Star Wars character for Christmas. Like, every, at least every male our age has had to. Not for Christmas, but yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I for, love dressing up as Darth Vader every Christmas. <laughs> I still dress up for Christmas forget, in my Batman onesie. Forget Santa. Darth Vader is delivering all your gifts this year. I also dressed up as Darth Vader. Bryce, did you? Can we go three for three? No. I dressed up as... Uh, Jedi's, but not as Darth Vader, no. When your brace fought me when I was Darth Vader. <laughs> I did fight you when you were Darth Vader. I lost really bad. I remember. Well, you were the dark side. I still have the scars to prove it. Whoa. He kicked me down the big hill at the end of the <laughs> I didn't do that. I might have. <laughs> <laughs> and then he threatened me with a gun. I was I scared. I no. Where did you get a gun, Brace? Why would you shoot your friend? And then it turned around and shot me. <laughs> it was really just Griffin dressed up as a gun. Griffin Brace's younger brother, <laughs> excuse me. But sorry, we can use his name. Yeah. Are you sure about that? Do yeah. we have to ask no, for consent? No, I don't care. Um, <laughs> what if we get sued, Brace? We're, we're not. He's gonna sue his. My mom would not let him sue me. Are you sure about that? Yes, I'm very well, sure. Once he turns 18, he has his own legal control. Oh my god, my mom would still... My dad would beat him. How old is he right now? He's 17. Okay, so we got one year until this podcast goes away. Uh, so download these while you can. Please. And save them on a like you know external hard drive. And you know, just listen to them when you have the chance. And let us know, because we won't be making money. We're not making money right now as it is. But just let us know. Let us know that you like our work. It's not even about the money. It's never about the money. It's about though. the heart and the passion we feel. No, nope, it's about the money. I'm in it for the money. Please but just send us money. <laughs> also, G-Man, please don't sue us. You know me. We're friends. Griffin, you I like your mustache that you tried to grow out that one time. Oh, I know you don't Lord. know me. No, no, but no, no, no. take let's, that compliment as a sign of peace. So Please don't basically, sue us. let's let's summarize the idea: uh, Independence Town, Independence Day Town movie. <laughs> That's the thing that we were talking about, huh? Yeah, uh, Halloween Town still, I think, is undefeated. Okay, how about a realistic Halloween Town where everybody is just every male between the ages of five and eighteen is dressed as a character from Star Wars, and I don't know about everything else, but. It's going to be a lot of variety, but there is a lot of synergy with that Star Wars idea. That sounds like you're just describing half of Star Wars movies. Yes. Yeah. Because most of those are featuring males between those ages dressed as characters from Star Wars. That <laughs> badass scene where Anakin kills all the kids. <laughs> Bryce, you just came out against killing children. <laughs> I know, but when you didn't actually see it happen. It's implied. It's implied, sure. They could have been... It could have been nap time. You see the corpses. Could have been nap time. <laughs> I hate when my corpse lays about while I try and nap. <laughs> you never know. My favorite scene that features Anakin is when he tries to figure out how to flirt and just talks about sand. <laughs> Which a was a defining moment of my childhood. I yeah. was like, hey, I'm not the only one who can't talk to girls. And now that I'm adult, it seems a little more weird. Yeah, you shouldn't bring up sand as much. Yeah. Can we get an adult Anakin trying to figure out how to how to deal with girls? This brings us back to, to James L. Jones. 
Can yeah, it does. Um, Every, how many degrees of separation can you be at any given time from James Earl Jones? You not Three. more than yeah. less than bacon, less than Kevin honestly, bacon. yeah. Um, but I do think why why don't people talk about sand more often in regular life? I hate sand. I do too. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. Yeah, it's impossible to get rid of. It's like sparkles. Can we do a silent vote on who hates sand? All right, all those in favor of sand, raise your hand. Wait, you have to put your hands down first. I mean, your heads oh, down. Oh, wait, yeah. Everybody close your yeah, eyes. Sorry. Uh, okay. Everybody who's in favor of sand, raise your hand. This goes for you two listeners. All right, hands down. Thank you. Your responses have been recorded. And all those against sand, please hands up. All right, hands down. Thank you. Uh, it was an overwhelming majority of 100 to 0 in favor of sand against I'm sorry. Sand. I peaked. I peeked. I looked. I wanted to make sure I wasn't in the minority. Everyone came out in favor of sand. I'm shocked by this turnout today. Um, Was that a good joke? Was that a good joke that we just did where we did something that people can't see? Yeah, I think it was a fantastic joke. Right. Hey, the listeners got to raise their hands too. It seems like I, I went a little wrong. We didn't actually talk about this idea at all. Well, the we Halloween talked about Halloween Town's better. We talked about... <laughs> it wouldn't be bad. We didn't even give it a chance. I don't know. I said I said my piece. I'm not a huge Fourth of July guy. Just imagine walking into this town, and it's just you see these grills everywhere. Everyone's playing cornhole or can jam or all these other games that we. I'm not sure if we have the rights to say, and they're just having the time of their lives. And Bruce Springsteen is playing because he's America. Yeah, and. People are eating burgers and hot dogs and steaks at the same time because that's like the only time you can eat every single version of meat. Um, and everybody is waving flags and there are local chain stores that sell things for cheap prices and... There are businessmen living out their dreams of being wealthy beyond their dreams. And apple pies. <laughs> and baseball. And people complaining about baseball. Yeah. And American flags. Okay, this is a lot of stuff. Yeah, we get... We, this I think is, this is cycling back around. So, should we go to the next idea? I think so. We're getting close. Okay, um, so it's my idea. I like that. Um, if you're anything like me, you love cuddling up with a nice warm blanket, your favorite bowling documentary, enjoying a nice piping hot cup of jolt cola. So my new business idea is to allow you to take this enjoyment to the, on the go. Introducing spaghetti in your pocket. With this business idea, we deliver spaghetti in a pocket to you no matter where you are. You can specify your preferred noodle, sauce, and even temperature. Never again will you have to worry about failing your high-carb diet. And if you cannot finish all your noodles in the allotted time, you will only be charged an extra $20, and you can keep the noodles in our handy spaghetti in your backpack free for an extra $15.99. So I'm very excited about this idea because I've always wanted spaghetti in my pocket. However, I would be the delivery man. You wouldn't get spaghetti in your pocket. 
<laughs> spaghetti's in your pocket. So, you just go around giving out spaghetti. The service is all just people paying you to have spaghetti in your pockets. So you're looking out your dream getting give it paid to for them. It. I give it to them. <laughs> and then they have a certain them? amount of time to finish it. Otherwise, they forfeit the right to that spaghetti. Do you reclaim the spaghetti and eat it for yourself? Um, we don't know. We don't waste. What There's happens? No waste. So what happens to the leftover spaghetti? Listen, I'm not here to be asked what I do with the spaghetti that is no longer in my pockets. That's my Maybe, biggest concern. No, I. you know what? It's not that much of a concern. First of all, keep your feet out of my business. I'll keep my hands out of your spaghetti pocket. If you put your hands in my spaghetti pocket, I swear to gosh. <laughs> That's where you draw the line, Bryce. <laughs> you stepped it back for gosh, huh? <laughs> He would. Let's let's recap. Uh, Bryce is in favor of killing younglings. Bryce is in favor of shooting his friends. I specifically said no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't personally kill any younglings. But you found it amusing. <laughs> it was funny. Theft from children was also strongly oh, yes. encouraged. Stealing candy from three-year-olds, and then you draw the line at swear to God. Yeah. Bryce, you really just... I swear to gosh, you better not touch my spaghetti. <laughs> I won't touch your spaghetti. I'm How sorry. are you going to serve your spaghetti? I'd like to ask. Out of my pocket. Do you give so they napkin? have to eat it out of your pocket? Well, they can choose if they want it in the pocket. I do give them a plastic fork to eat it with. I'm not an animal. What I was imagining was you just kind of show up on their doorstep and then fist over fist kind of... Plop the spaghetti into their open hands. No, they can't. I won't let them do that because they only have a certain amount of time and they could go over that time and try to sneak some spaghettis in their mouth. That's true. It's Wait, gotta be pay me 20 extra bucks for that extra spaghetti. Can you recap real quick because I think I might have missed something. Is it unlimited spaghetti in a set amount of time? Yes. Okay. And then if you if you go over that a lot of time, that's fine. It's just an extra $20. And if you want, I can take it out of my pocket, your order, and it's free to put in a handy spaghetti in your backpack for $15.99. How much time do they have to eat the spaghetti? Uh, it depends on the order. All right. I'm very customized. So let's say I wanted five minutes of spaghetti time. Okay. How much spaghetti do I get, approximately? Five minutes of spaghetti time? Um, so, well, first of all, that would be $172. Oh yeah, um, we're we're higher higher quality. I get the good stuff. Um, it's also hand delivered. I like that customer. It is hand delivered. Yes, in my pocket. Um, it's pocket delivered. Five minutes, you you'd get a good amount of spaghetti. I mean, I always have a lot of spaghetti in my pockets. So well, yes, my concern. So it's unlimited spaghetti for five minutes. But what if you run out of spaghetti? I won't, I won't ever run out of spaghetti in my pockets. Don't ask me a question like that again. I'm offended. I'm sorry I offended the it's man not who okay, would but steal it's candy from babies. It's not okay, but it's fine. What type of pants are you going to wear? Oh, that's a good question. I refuse to wear overalls. I'd personally go with the leather pants. Are you nervous that having spaghetti in your pockets no. would... Okay, please continue. I'm sorry. Are you nervous that having spaghetti in your pockets would maybe shrink 
the pockets because you know how leather gets. I do know how leather gets. We've all spilt a cup of water on our leather pants in the past. And mm, then it... My piping jolt cola. <laughs> also, um, from your description of yourself earlier, I realized that I'm nothing like you. What do you mean? I've never watched a bowling documentary. Well, that's just silly. Can we talk about Princess Bride? Oh, yes, we can. Okay. Yes. Here we go. Hi, welcome to our movie review oh, podcast. Oh, you know what? Princess Bride is a great movie. Maybe make it more 4th of July friendly. Mmm, I like that. We can make that be our idea. Inigo Montoya's dad was killed by the British. He fought in the okay. revolution. I like it. I like it. My name is Inigo Montoya. It wouldn't change anything. The man with the six fingers on one hand is a red coat. Mmm. And I that like red it. coat, who was he? James Earl Jones. <gasps> oh, it all goes we back! We always have him! I feel like James Earl Jones should have been in the original Princess Bride. Not our fan cast of it. Would he... Who would he be? Oh, he would be the red coat guy. Yeah, I just... Sorry. Yeah, the man with six fingers. Would we recast Inconceivable? No. However, I do have a new role, or maybe a second role for James Earl Jones, which is... Andre the Giant. Um, I think so just because the deep the voice, that's the whole point. I think that we should also cast him as the princess. I think the whole point of Andre the Giant was to have a giant. Yeah, well, the thing about Andre the Giant is that he is now very much dead. So he can't exactly reprise his role. Rest but in peace, I my love sweet king. Andre the Giant. Your love doesn't bring back death, Bryce. <laughs> Sorry to let you know with this... Young age. <laughs> Rest in peace, Andre the Giant. We mean no disrespect. We love you. I really do. You're a wrestling legend. King. Uh, anyways, who do we... Like, there has to be some very large man that we could cast as the giant role. How about The Undertaker? Mm. I feel like that's not really his, his type of deal. You could go for a basketball guy. Yeah. <laughs> bull bull. Patrick, bull bull. Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing would be fine. He doesn't have the deepest voice, though. That's true. Dikembe Mutombo has a pretty deep voice. He does. Can we do Patrick Ewing's body, but with a voiceover from Dikembe Mutombo? No. Can we do Patrick Ewing's body with a voiceover from James Earl Jones? There we go. Yes. James Earl Jones does voiceover for every character in this movie, except for I that one line inconceivable. I love that idea. Can we think of anything more American about... than James Earl Jones, though? I don't think so. I think he's our greatest treasure. What if we just have... Every single word except for inconceivable be said by James Earl Jones. And then just plug in inconceivable. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. I think that was a good one. I'm proud. Hmm. How about, imagine James Earl Jones saying, my name is Inigo Montoya, you killed my father, prepare to die. <laughs> I'm lost in his, dreamy, his dreamy voice milk. Hold up. Andre the Giant, could we have him be, could we have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar play that? Because Kareem Abdul-Jabbar does have acting props already. He was an airplane, and he did a pretty good job in airplane. Yeah, I, I could see that working out. He did. He, like, usually when athletes are in movies, I'm like, this guy's not that great. He's, he probably is hurting this movie. But Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did not only not hurt the movie, he improved it. I'm leaving it at that. <laughs> um, for Wesley, what about that guy from Arrow? Ooh, I yeah. I'm a big fan of that. He's a uh, he's a a dreamboat. 
B. That's like Wesley's one feature. Yeah. Yeah. He's heroic, I guess. Oh, it's Stephen Amell. That's his name. Yes. I'm trying to remember. So we I think he would be good. Brother in there somewhere because I think he's also a bit of a love boat. Well, that how many like love boats boat. were there in this movie? I'm just saying in the Bowling Guy documentary, <laughs> Tim is a love boat. <laughs> Who's Pim? Tim. Oh, Tim. Okay. Tim could definitely play Wesley. <laughs> was, Bryce, we don't know who this is. Was Tim the bowler that you're talking about? Is he the bowling guy? The bowling guy. Oh my god, you guys are sexist. It was a girl. That was the whole point of the bowling documentary. Did you even watch? He was the love interest. Tim was the love interest. Bryce, you set us up for that. Also a brother. <laughs> <laughs> The more and more you talk about this movie, the more I'm sure that you made it up. When we pressured you to tell us about a bowling documentary. I think he's just writing this on Word right now. How can I make this up? Bryce, can you turn your computer towards us right now so we can see what you're looking at? Okay, it looks like we can verify. Wait. Big Lebowski was a good movie. That's a bowling That's, movie. So wait, the bowling guy didn't really exist. Yeah. Uh, you're wrong. Let's rewind this. Bryce typed the words The Bowling Guy movie <laughs> into his Google, and now he's trying to play it off like there actually Hold was Hold up, a wait. Movie. There is actually... The Bad Boy of Bowling is actually a documentary about... Is that about, about Pete Weber? Yeah, it is about How Pete Weber. How did I Weber. know? Yep. Pete Weber is one of my personal heroes and the greatest bowler to have ever lived. But we can also talk about a little moment in Big Lebowski. So, have you guys seen Big Lebowski? No. I've seen it, oh, I think. Good. I've seen, like, the first half. So Walter, Walter is um, the guy who plays Sully. Yeah, and I don't know his real name. Ah. Either. Um, oh, uh, John Goodman. John Goodman. So Walter is John Goodman, and they're playing in their round robin tournament, and this is four playoffs. Walter pulled out a gun on a guy because he stepped over the line, and then asked if he's the only sane one in the building who plays by the rules. Walter had a gun in his hand. It was so funny. My goodness. Bowling documentaries are the best. I'm not sure The Big Lebowski is a bowling documentary. Well, I'm not sure. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'd just like to dial it back real quick. We're jumping idea to idea here, but I'd like to bring it back to The Princess Bride for one second. Oh. Okay, so instead of having it narrated by the grandfather, who was Wesley, maybe, yeah. I don't know. Um, it was never confirmed or denied by the studio. I think that narration should instead be done by James Earl Jones. So that way we don't have to go through the cost of redoing this whole movie or the risk of making a reboot and failing. We can just keep the same exact story as it was, except give it an improvement of James Earl Jones. That would be a good idea. We could actually make money on that. I think people would be like pretty pleased if we could get James Earl Jones to do that. We just put it on like YouTube or something. So, like, this, is, this is a simple idea that we could actually make money on. Yeah, except I don't know how feasible it is because we don't have access to James Earl Jones. Maybe you don't. This is Bryce, <laughs> <laughs> are you implying that you know the man that voiced Darth Vader? I'm not implying anything. I'm just implying that you don't know him that well. We're currently on episode three, and two of three of our episodes now have a very hard focus on James Earl Jones. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. He's the only celebrity I know. So I'm he's sorry the only we didn't go three for three. He's the most important one. At least. 
At least, so if we're giving him that many call-outs, maybe his agent will find us one day. Maybe. We'll contact him then and get the papers Doubtful. done. We might, be get, we might get sued by him, though. Well, if we just act friendly around him, hopefully he'll be friendly. With a voice like that, he has to be kind, right? No. I have a voice like this. He was in Big Bang Theory. He was. I, yeah, I saw that episode too. I just didn't want to make that deep of a cut if people hadn't seen it. And he was in Big Bang Theory for those of you who haven't. He was a bit of a not nice guy in that. He one. was a good. He was a good guy. He was a good guy until I don't remember the episode that much. Did he give them tickets to Comic Con or no? I believe he did. Okay. I I just remember that was the main plot. He just wanted. They didn't get their tickets to Comic Con. You know where we could probably meet James L. Jones? Where's that? Comic-Con. Mm, New York Comic-Con's coming up, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a calendar. Damn, I've been mistaken this whole time. Hey, you thought you've been living with a calendar, when in fact you've been living with a human. I didn't think living with another human would be that easy. A calendar, that makes sense. But now, this changes everything, Caleb. Can we live together? No. Oh. You know what they say. Calendar today, gone tomorrow. <laughs> We're almost done. Um, I think we should do a little wrap-up of where our podcast is available. Um, so Apple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Apple. Go look at your local Apple tree, you'll find us. Yeah, bite um, into an Apple. I'll pull up the list real quick, because this is the good, good, important one. I'll start, out, I'll start out while Bennett puts them up. Apple Podcast is what I was referencing by saying Apple. Spotify. Stitcher, Anchor FM. Good. What else can you name? Google Play. Uh, anyways, please do follow us on Twitter. Um, we post date. We post weekly when our podcasts come up. Yeah. And also some very exciting tweets. I think sometimes I post things that I think you might like. Um. So that is at mfobpod. Indeed. Correct. M F O B. P-O-D. There you go. Please tweet us your business ideas if you'd like some yes. open criticism. It gives us less work to do, which is always easier on us. If you just suggest things, we'll take a look and maybe we'll use it in a show. Also, if you find a funny fiver, you can send that to us. We didn't do fivers this week because most of them are really professional and it's hard to dig out really tough. bad ones. So this week we did not do fivers. Just to finish off the list of platforms are available, we're also on Breaker, Castbox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. However, I think between Anchor, like that'll get you just going on an internet browser, but also Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts on Spotify. That's probably the three easiest ways to find us. Additionally, I know it's a lot to ask for people to listen to full episodes that are about an hour long. Uh, we are now on YouTube as well. And under that, we are listed as uh, Minimal Focus on Business. We do not use the abbreviation there. And on that channel, you don't find full uploads of the podcast. Instead, what you'll find is highlights. And these are choice uh, picked right out of the podcast. For the first one, we actually took them all out just so we have a little bit of a library. But if, it, if you don't want to listen for a full hour, these are all between like two and ten minutes. So I'd go give it a look, give it a chance. It's a lot easier to listen to. And if you are listening on a app or a uh, site that allows you to review or follow, please do those things if you like it because it really helps out and other people can find the podcast because of that. Uh, is there anything else before we wrap up? 
if you guys don't mind, I do have a fiver that I came prepared for this week that I didn't get to use. And I think it might be a good way to finish off this beautiful, okay. beautiful podcast. Uh, we're not going to go too in-depth with it. I'm just going to read off that title and we're going to see the reactions. All right. Are you guys ready to finish this off? Very. Yep. I will make a weird noise for $10. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. I'm Caleb Lewis. My name is Bryce Polkman. And I am now, once again, full member of this team, Bennett Stefanowitz. Congratulations, Bennett. Thank you and very much. Everyone have a nice week. <laughs>